Hello, welcome to Farm Office Toolbox, a step-by-step simple guide to an organised farm office. I'm Lisa Yates, a farmer, wife, mother and former rural business consultant from Esperance WA. And I know what it's like to be completely overwhelmed and feeling out of control in your farm office. But that's not me anymore. Over the last 30 years, I've curated some great tools and strategies to help reduce the mental load, improve our business and make my life much easier. In episode one, I set the scene so you can understand me and my background and better get to know me. And in this episode two, I'd like to discuss overcoming overwhelm and understanding your working memory. Women juggle a lot on the farm. Plus, we live in a data age when digital overload, new ideas coming at us constantly, new requirements from government, new laws. It's a lot to keep on top of. So the definition of overwhelm is to be buried or drowned beneath a huge mass of something, to have a strong emotional effect or to be defeated completely. And for us, most likely, it's tasks to do, new information and new requirements coming from outside of your office and outside of your farm. Now, stress is defined as a state of worry or mental tension caused by a difficult situation and occurs when we face a situation we feel we can't cope with. I bet you're feeling it now. My shoulders are going up. And I can put myself in that situation very quickly. Now, to work towards overcoming overwhelm, I want to discuss my personal take on working memory. Working memory is your short-term memory. And most of us are pushing our working memory beyond its limits. And if we understand our brain function better, we can reduce stress by working with our brain, not against it. A lot goes on every day, right? How do we quiet all the competing ideas and thoughts in our head Focus on what is most important and get the right things done at the right time. This is certainly a struggle I have on the daily. And there's so much input to our brain every day. Music, conversation, news, TV, questions, discussions with our loved ones, to-dos, phone texts, social media, WhatsApps. It's coming at us constantly. So I use the analogy of our phone. What happens when your phone is full? It slows down. Some buttons don't respond. Some apps won't open. The screen freezes. Our brain is really similar. Now your brain has a huge capacity. There's unlimited room for long-term memory, but there's not so much room for short-term or working memory. And when your short-term memory is full, it feels like, ah, frazzled I can't take it anymore for me it feels like the blender has been in there and mushed it all around it's an awful feeling that I've had all too often now to focus and get things done and prioritize we need to clear out our short-term memory and that's what we would do if our phone or computer wasn't working properly we'd get rid of the excess stuff we'd get rid of the the photos the video the music we don't need Empty out your junk mail. Now the same goes for our brain. And there's loads of ways to clear your mind. But I find the easiest and first 
step is a brain dump. And it's very easy and very effective. Get out some paper. Write a list. You could write a long list or a mind map. But this is where I like to use individual pieces of paper. Remember the cube block of paper sheets? Usually it comes in a little plastic um, container. Palm cards or aligned note cards are absolutely brilliant too as they don't get scrunched up uh, when you move them around and save them for a while. So small notes or note cards are great. And I write one idea that's floating in my mind on every sheet of paper. Get all that stuff out of your mind onto the paper. And whether you do it digitally or by hand doesn't matter. You use your preference. Putting one idea on each individual piece of paper allows you to filter and sort the items more quickly. You can deal those ideas into categories. To reduce overwhelm, we need to take this really long list and break it down into achievable chunks. That's another reason why these individual notes are fantastic because we can break the list into tasks of similar activities and our mind can consider one idea at a time rather than weighing us down with that, oh my goodness, I'm never going to get through that long list. And some things get really stale on an old list that's been going for years. It's great to have that list stored safely in your trusted place But I wouldn't look at that on a regular basis. In planning daily, just bring out the top three priorities for the day and keep that long list stored away from your view. Now think of the analogy of your office, your desk, and what you're working on right now is your short-term memory and your filing cabinet and your files in your computer are your long-term memory. So there's loads of room in your deep or long-term memory for facts, concepts, memories, images. And our brain stores them most effectively when we finish them, when we've concluded the concept, when we've finished the task or the project. Then you get a good night's sleep. It's when you sleep that the brain does the filing into the long-term memory. Your brain is really reluctant to file something into long-term memory if you haven't completed it yet. And they're the types of things that will keep you up at night. Reminders, to-dos, unsolved problems, unresolved conversations, unresolved arguments. So that's why so often you would have heard, keep a notepad by your bed, write an idea down in the night to get it off your mind and get you back to sleep. This is why. Now, the purpose of your brain, its highest or best function, is creativity and problem solving. And your brain can't do its best work when it's full. Now, there's a beautiful concept of the mind like water. When your mind is turbulent, when the water is turbulent, it's difficult to see. When your mind is calm or the water is calm, everything becomes really clear. I love that concept of the mind like water. And doing a brain dump encourages a mind like water. Clearing your mind of excess thoughts is proven scientifically to reduce anxiety. And getting these excess thoughts out of your head regularly will clear your mind 
improve your ability to focus, improve your attention span. And brain dumps, by far the simplest way to get these ideas out. Now, after we've got the ideas out, I like to take it to the next level and do a little planning. We need to look at what needs to be done, prioritise, and then choose a time to do it. Some strategies that are super useful is to have one place to store the information and make this a habit so you trust that you can find your information, whether it be digital or physical. Once a week, do a brain dump, go through all your notes, prioritise what needs to be done. I love to do this on a Friday or a Sunday. So how do I do it personally? I have a physical Friday workbox. I capture paper in my workbox daily and always information's coming in on the email and that's stored digitally. So I make a time to review this information. I have a look at all the paper information that's come in and all the digital inputs that have come in, like emails, invoices, messages, WhatsApp requests, wherever you might get this input sources. Now, my friend Tracy Minchin, who I will interview for the next episode, calls this her ultimate inbox. There's information coming in from many, many sources. So her inbox is compiled of not just email inboxes, but any information that has come in. Now, with all these inputs, I need to either archive them, defer them and review them later, or action them. And if I'm actioning them, I'm going to break that down into, do I do the task now if it takes less than five minutes? Or if it takes more than five minutes, I'll diarise or schedule a time for the task. I will batch tasks together that have a similar mental capacity. I'll put schedule time for deep work, schedule time for reading something, or I'll delegate. I can't do everything. Do I really need to do it? Or is there someone better suited to do this task? And do I really need to do it at all? So for me, my physical Friday workbox sits on my desk. It's a box where I can capture papers, notes, items that need to be dealt with. It's my trusted place. It's for active items, active work papers that are not yet complete. And I set time aside once a week to do a review and look through the box. Now, if you don't do a review, this process won't work well at all. The box will just fill up and be like a filing cabinet, another pile on your desk. Now, in the box, the papers are categorised to make them easy to find and process. I've got plastic pockets in my box that are colour-coded. My rainbow set is at the front, red for urgent, orange to diarise, yellow for town tasks. I take this pocket with me to town and pop things I need to do in there, like licence papers, for example, or something that needs signing or delivering. A green one for my checklist and a blue one for pending, information I'm waiting on. Then I've got five pockets for Monday to Friday, pink pockets for new ideas, and mine are new ideas, wish list, and potential staff. Blue pockets for team members. I have one pocket for each team member, and I put things in there that I need to give to the team member, need them to sign, document we come back to regularly to write on. 
that I don't need to archive and store in their folder in my HR section. And I've got one each for our family members. Things like prescriptions are in there, term dates for school, things I refer to really regularly and I can grab quickly. And the kids know that they can drop something in there that they want me to store for later. Then my green is for recurring items, recurring tasks. These can be financial and administrative. So examples that I have here is one for budget, another one for to pay, to invoice, to report, pay as you go, IAS, BAS, super, tax estimate, end of financial year. And then I've got some probably annual or half annual pockets, which would be licensing, insuring buildings, life insurance, plant insurance, crop insurance, plant buy and sell. And then I've got some orange ones for community projects and volunteering. So that gives you a little more insight into what is in my physical Friday workbox. But when I go to review and process my data each week, I still need to look in my email inbox. The notes in my phone, I love to use the notes app, might have some texts. I've got a reminder and a to-do app. Go and review all of those digital sources as well as my paper. And I have written down a checklist of where to find all my digital resources because I forget them because they're hidden inside your phone and your computer and they're not so visual. So I look at my checklist when I do my review. It reminds me where to go and look for those things. Again, I don't rely on my memory. I have processes in place so I don't need to remember. It reduces my overwhelm. That gives you a good run through of what's in my physical Friday workbox, which is the core of my system. And that's the tool that has really pushed me forward the most and reduced my anxiety and overwhelm the most since I implemented that. And there is extensive resources and information about this on the website organize365.com. And I encourage you to go and have a look. There is a free mini course about the Friday Workbox. If you go to that website and click on the tab for Friday Workbox, you can sign up for that. Great little uh, resources get emailed to you and you can follow the steps to get started. It gives you a bit more insight. Now, I would thoroughly encourage people, if they like the concept, to become a member. Purchase the Friday Workbox. It is an investment. It's not cheap and it's priced in US dollars. So there is an exchange rate. It is a lot more expensive in Aussie dollars. But you get lifetime access to the resources and the community. There's an app. You get weekly online sessions to go through the Friday Workbox with guidance and advice. If you do buy the Friday Workbox, I suggest that you say do not ship in the notes when you purchase it. And Lisa encouraged me personally to do this for Australian customers because the product is excellent. However, it is letter size paper, not A4. I bought it and when I received it, I found that the plastic pockets don't fit our A4 paper. So the shipping cost is quite expensive as it's coming from the US. You would be better off and cheaper instead of paying the shipping 
to go to Officeworks or Officemax or your newsagent, larger stationary supplier and buy the plastic pockets yourself or you can purchase them from my Shopify store. I've got a limited number of sets ready to post. And if you look on my Instagram or Facebook, you can get some pictures to get an idea of what's included. You don't need to buy it from me. Very welcome to go get it yourself, but it may save you a bit of time if you want to pick up a set from me. And Lisa has no problem with that. She knows she can't supply the A4 size product to Australia at this time. So this is just another way to to get going with your workbox. I did that a couple of years ago and I do not regret that investment one bit. And it's really an investment in yourself. It's like purchasing a good tool on the farm. So I'd certainly consider it. Go and have a look at the website. And of course, Lisa Woodruff has an absolutely brilliant podcast that I really enjoy. Hundreds of episodes. There's been over 20 million downloads. It's a really well-regarded resource. She's one of the thought leaders in this area of information management. So I'd encourage you to have a listen to the Organised 365 podcast. So that's my physical Friday workbox, which I will come back to over and over again. Next episode, I look forward to interviewing Tracy Minchin of Rural Biz. She's a paperless office expert. She lives in Esperance like me, and we have had a fantastic discussion on the similarities between our systems, how I do it with paper, and how she does it a lot more digitally. Look forward to bringing you that discussion next episode.